Micro Megas times in our lives of great serendipity. On a Thursday morning a month ago, I had one of these. You see, I was hungry, and lunch was a long ways off. Perhaps inspired by my rumbling stomach, an article in the Bozeman Daily Chronicle caught my eye. It was about the opening of the Mobile's Mac and Cheese restaurant. Mmm, I thought, macaroni and cheese. The rest, as they say, is history. I reached out to the Mobiles founders, Jesse and Tyler, two Arizonan brothers who now call Bozeman home. Promptly and enthusiastically, they responded, and we sat down for an interview in their partially renovated restaurant space. It is with great excitement that I begin this first episode of the Micro Magos podcast, as I let Jesse and Tyler introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Tyler Collins. I'm 30 years old. I'm Jesse Collins. Ty's brother. We're from Prescott, Arizona. I've been in Bozeman nine years now, and we've been running mobiles for the last five. Why don't you tell us what your favorite food is, since you guys are obviously in the food business. You must know a lot about this. My favorite style of food is not pasta, believe it or not. Um, probably Hispanic food. Um, I was growing up in Arizona. Got to eat a lot of really good Mexican Hispanic food, and it's pretty close to the heart. Uh, I'm, I'm a partial to anything Asian, and, and I do love pasta all the time. Ramen, Thai food, I like my carbs. Like you said, you had grown up in Arizona, in Prescott, Arizona. I don't know if you'd want to say just a little bit about what life was like growing up. Um, it was pretty similar to Bozeman not too long ago when, when we were there, you know, 20 years ago. It was a pretty small town. We lived up in the mountains. We'd go to school and get off school and go ride our bikes around the neighborhood until it got dark. It was a super fun town up in the woods. A lot to do. A lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah, it's similar to here. It's in the pine trees. For someone that's never been to Arizona, you just think desert, but that's not true at all. Half the state's pine trees and high elevation. Yeah, it snowed when we were younger. It doesn't snow as much anymore. There, you know, if it snows two inches, you get a snow day. So that was always cool. And so now that you've lived in Montana and Bozeman for a while, would you say that this is your home? Do you still feel an attachment to Prescott? No, this is home. Yeah, Prescott's always got a spot in the heart, but this is home. You guys go back there often? We were. Once a year, yeah. maybe? We'd usually go back for Thanksgiving. It's our big family holiday. The whole family's obsessed with food. So that was our big holiday that we all get together and cook food for a week. Yeah, this year we won't be making that. We're planning on opening early October and can't really take a, a week off. Well, obviously then you two are brothers. What's been sort of the process like working together? Is there any sort of sibling rivalry? Do you guys get along well? I mean, in, you know, any relationship, you have feuds here and there. But for the most part, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's and been smooth. Being brothers, you can say what you want to say and you're not going to offend them because it's not like they haven't heard it from out of your mouth before. Yeah, pretty smooth considering there's definitely some siblings that couldn't work together. It's not the case here. And do you feel like that's something you've sort of grown into? I mean, did you guys get into fights as kids? Yeah, of course. We're yeah. brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was bigger as a kid, though, so I mean, uh, we, need, we need to bring our mom in on this interview yeah. for that. <laughs> I became a smooth talker. I was always the one that, as kids, doing stuff that went up and talked to people and did all that fun stuff. Obviously, you're working together on a pretty big project now, but do you guys have any sorts of projects you did together when you were younger? 
Um, we painted some houses together. Jesse ran a handyman business for a while, and I used to help him out. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of always done stuff together our whole lives. As when we were kids, we actually used to play restaurant. One of us would be the customer, and the other one would write a menu. I forgot about and, that. And cook food, and it was it was pretty terrible. It was like top ramen with a hot dog in it. But we were you know six and seven years old. I forgot about that. And we built a lot of forts together. As far as far as business goes, though, no, no, this is the first thing. And then you just mentioned you like to play restaurant, so you obviously liked cooking some growing up. Yeah, our, our family was super into food. A lot of family functions revolved around dinner around food so kind of grew up with the love of it yeah we both i think really like cooking i'll cook on my days off it's yeah. more it's <laughs> i like just wandering around a grocery store until something happens <laughs> i do the same thing go there with no idea and leave with a whole cart full of shenanigans and make something up and so how did you each originally end up in the food business to begin with? Washing dishes. I started at a pizza shop in Prescott washing dishes and decided that cooking looked a lot more fun. So kept trying to move up. Yeah, I started in high school, a little drive through place, just taking orders. And then ever since, I did food service in Seattle and West Yellowstone and Colorado. It's an easy, it's always an easy place to get a job. Depending on your position, you might not need many skills to start out. But if you can be slightly intelligent, you're not going to dishwash for very long. You've been in Bozeman now for a while, so how long have you been here and what brought you here originally? I've been here 10 years now. In high school, I spent some summers in West Yellowstone. I think I only made it up to Bozeman once. But yeah, I knew Montana was cool and I had a couple of buddies moving up here from Prescott and got a job at Bridger Bowl and the rest was history. Yeah, I kind of just followed suit. There's, oh, I don't know, 10 or so of us, maybe a little less now from, from Prescott that moved up here. We all kind of wandered up here at different times. And I came up to visit a couple times after he had moved up and it didn't take very long for me to pack all my stuff up and head on up. So did you specifically follow Jesse then or did you come to Bozeman for your own reasons? Um, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I moved up here with the, the idea to get a job at Bridger, which I did. And I worked there for a year and then I came to town and started working at restaurants in town. He moved here, and I was like, don't don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Back in 2014 is when you guys opened the food truck. And did you ever consider at that time eventually opening a restaurant like you are now? I mean, I think it's always in the back of your head to, you know, keep moving forward. But I don't think we ever actually thought it would happen. And, yeah, even opening the food truck, we kind of didn't really know what we were getting into. <laughs> we didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, we kind of taught ourselves everything as we were going. No, I was never really in the plan at first. Just opening a food truck and trying to make it successful was a lot at first. Yeah, what was the learning curve like on making the food truck? What, what did didn't you know on the first day that you were out trying to sell that you realized you should have known? Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. So much. Borderline everything. How many How many 15-hour days in a row can you work, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we we're still doing answered that, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back to the roots. Yeah, and, it, you know, for a long time, it was, it was just Jesse and I. So anytime we went to a festival for three days or you have a big weekend, it's, it's only two of you. So you take a nap every night and get up and go back to work. It was, it was a grind. Yeah, it was a big learning curve, for sure. We finally feel like it's dialed in. I mean, what's crazy is that we've been doing it five years, and we'll look at something one day and be like, why have we been doing it like this the whole time? We, you know, why, why haven't we changed this? I mean, basically, 
in the food truck where if you've ever been to Music on Main, there's a line across the street. So your goal is to get through as much as that as possible. We have a tiny truck, so it's really hard to keep things hot and get things hot. So we've just streamlined that over the years slowly, and finally we can get through most of the line. And every once in a while, we'll have an outside perspective that'll randomly say, hey, what, have you guys ever thought about doing it this way? And it just blows our mind. We're like, no, we haven't, but that's a great idea. It's such, it, a, it's such a niche thing. I mean, literally, it's like three by eight feet or ten feet or something that you, you can yeah. cook in. Tiny. Real tiny. With not much, yeah, space, so. Yeah, when you actually get sense. in it with, with the counter on one side and the cooking line on the other, you have very minimal space for storage. But it does have its, its advantages. Being that small, we can sneak into parking spots, but the fridge space is a big thing. We sell out a lot just because we can only take so much food. We're good at Tetris. Have you ever considered either getting a trailer or expanding the fleet and getting another truck? We've thought about it. Logistically, just we've never had the right commissary kitchen set up. Do you think it was wise sort of starting out small with just one truck instead of trying to jump straight to opening a restaurant? I think so, for sure. Definitely for us. We've both worked in a lot of restaurants, cooking, managing, you know, all different aspects of it. But we taught ourselves a lot just running the truck before here. I think if you sometimes jump straight in, you might be a little over your head. No, you'd be extremely yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's about as small as you could start in the restaurant industry, at least. My opinion is that if you tried to start a restaurant without having experience like that, if you were trying to do it yourself, you'd be lost. If someone wanted to sort of get into the restaurant business by starting with a food truck, do you have any advice for how they should go about that? Um, Get ready to work. Yeah, I was going to say, get ready to work a lot. Start small. I think the main thing is food trucks are a romantic idea. They're fun. But then people get involved and realize, wow, this is a ton of work. We had a huge menu for our little truck, so we kind of not exactly shot ourselves in the foot because it, it worked for us, but for the size of our menu and the size of our truck, it was a big undertaking. Speaking of your menu, you guys focus on macaroni and cheese. It's not very common, I don't think you'd say, but it also seems really genius once you hear of it, so... How did you guys come up with that idea? Well, if he ever listens to this, thanks, Mike Trasper. I got off work at, at a restaurant in town, and I was sitting down with him, and, and him and I were sitting there at the bar, and mac and cheese came up. And it's it's become more popular in the last, I'd say, five years or so, about. It's become kind of a trendy thing. But, yeah, it was kind of an idea that came out of the blue. And then I called Jesse, and as soon as I told him, his mind kind of started running with it, too. So mac and cheese is, you could consider as a sort of niche food. Do you think there's going to be enough interest here just in Bozeman by itself to be able to support a restaurant? I think so. We're, you know, we're, we're adding to the mac idea and we're adding macs to our other menu, but we're also adding some rice bowls, some other traditional pastas and some salads and, and wings. So we're not just going to rely on the mac and cheese, but that's obviously where we started. And obviously we want to continue that. To answer your question short, hopefully, I mean... Our goal has always been good food, so we're going to continue to make that our goal. And like you said, the menu's expanding like four times, probably. Uh, the other thing that we always try to do is just be fun, make the atmosphere good, and, and competitive prices, because Bozeman's food scene is pretty crazy compared to a lot of places. Moving away from the restaurant itself, we sat down a couple weeks ago to sort of introduce each other and introduce the concept of this interview, and you mentioned that neither of you had gone to college or gotten any sort of degree, and I was wondering, was that some sort of conscious decision not to pursue higher ed? Well, we both had the opportunity, but at 18 years old, it didn't seem appealing. I moved to Seattle to play in a rock band, and college wasn't on the radar. How successful were you? Not at all. 
<laughs> but that depends on how you define success. I thought it was an awesome band. Yeah, wasn't on my radar at all. After high school, I was hanging out with buddies and just working random jobs and learning different stuff through random jobs and just wanted to move up here. And once I got up here, I had some fun for a couple of years. That's when I really decided that I liked working in restaurants and I wanted to learn more. You know, if you're working at a breakfast restaurant or a steakhouse or, a, you know, a different type of cuisine, you're going to learn a lot. So if you can take that all in, you can kind of get yourself an education through work. Do either of you regret not going to college at all? No, I don't. Uh, actually, so the little amount of money that we did have that our parents were nice enough to save us for college went into the food truck. We kind of forgot about it. All of a sudden, we're like, oh, we have a little bit of money. What should we do with it? So we bought the food truck with it. Did so you, it worked out well, actually. Did you have to do any convincing of your parents to get them to let you use this money to buy a food truck? Uh, at that point, the money was actually ours. No, uh, they, and they were, our parents were super cool, super supportive. And I think that a lot of kids would take that money and do whatever they want and have a lot of fun with it. So I think they were glad and happy to see us actually put it into a, a business idea. Luckily, we kind of forgot about it until when was that? I was 27. I was 26, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, had, had we known about it earlier. But yeah, it worked out well. And without that, when it happened yeah so then what do you think college is for um doctors i mean yeah there's obviously a lot of a lot of awesome degrees out there that do well for people you know all the engineering and doctors and <laughs> not to say it's useless obviously you're gonna learn it's definitely i mean higher education is definitely a, a good thing but the debt is just crazy i think a lot of kids are just forced into going to college i think at, at 18 especially for me it's like i don't i didn't know what i wanted to do for the rest of my life so i didn't want to go into debt and get a four-year education that i decided two years later i didn't want to do this day and age with school Everyone has a supercomputer in their pocket. So if you want to learn something, if have the motivation, you can pretty much teach yourself anything. That being said, if you're in college and you're getting an art degree, good for you, man. Would you want to just say a little bit about the process of getting the food truck? For example, why did you have to go to Portland for it? Well, Montana doesn't have a lot of food trucks for sale. Especially five years ago. We were waiting for a deal and one popped up. Just found it on Craigslist. So it was a good deal and it was the truck was about half built in Portland and this guy just gave up on it. There's some for sale now around here, but still not many. And yeah, it was because it was a shell, it was on the cheap end. And so we brought it back here and built the rest of it ourselves. Yeah, we built, we pretty much fabricated most of it. Parked it in a barn at Rocky Creek Farm where I worked for a couple of years. Without that, we would have uh, been searching for somewhere to fabricate a truck. Did you guys do all of the work on it yourselves then? Did you get any we help didn't. or hire anyone? No, nope. we did all that. We did, uh, shout out to Nick and Devin. Oh yeah, they did some engine work. They did some engine work for us. That was about it. You can see our amateur welds on the back if you want. But you know what? They've held up. So then, was this truck originally a food truck? Did it originally have some other life, do you think? We think it was a plumbing truck. As we were building it, we found a bunch of random little pieces of pipe. And you can kind of see under the super awesome paint job that's on it, the old numbers and lettering. Yeah, and then the guy we bought it from started building it into a food truck and gave up. That's when we got it and finished it. Yeah, what does one need to do to an old plumbing truck to make it ready to serve food from? A lot, turns out. He did quite a bit. He put the water tanks in and the window, cut a hole in the roof for a hood system, which it didn't really have a very good one. We upgraded that. But yeah, a lot of plumbing, a lot of electrical. Really, the hardest part was was taking that small space and fitting everything that we needed to fit in there without wasting any space. So it was a lot of planning and figuring out what to buy and where to put it. Yeah, it's pretty squeezed in there. We actually have like kitchen equipment in there that you would probably never see anywhere else because it's like so custom. You would never use it in a restaurant. To 
build something out like that, it's really good to have plumbing skills, electrical skills, welding skills. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, he ran a handyman business for a little while and just grown up around our dad who is thanks, dad. very handy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> who taught us a lot. And so knowing the little amount that we did and teaching ourselves the rest along the way helped a lot. And if you don't know something, go on YouTube. At the time you got this truck, had you already sort of made up your minds that you're going to be doing mac and cheese? Yeah, we, we didn't know mac and cheese till about halfway through the build. And then we, we kind of came to a point where it was like, a, oh, no, we need to figure out what we're cooking so we can figure out our equipment and what we actually need. And we had written an entirely different menu long before we ever got the food truck. Some of those ideas are coming into the restaurant. Huh? Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, what was on that menu? Um, it was oddly rice enough bowls. still bowls. Yeah, 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 mostly cool, crazy rice bowls, some salads. I still have it, actually. Is there any reason for this affinity for bowls? I don't know. I think out of a out of a food truck, at least, it seems easy. Hand them one bowl with everything in it. Uh, I mean, there's a certain demographic that uh, might think the name is clever. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> on that note, thanks, thanks, Hef, yeah. for the name. We didn't we, we didn't even come up with a name. Kind of, he hung around. Even the first year, he'd come in the truck and, and eat. eat and hang around and take some orders and kind of watch what we were doing. So it made it for an easy hire. But anyway, he came up with the name. Yeah, we were all hanging in the truck one day. And, and that's after we had already come up with the Mac idea. We were all hanging out in the truck. And I forget how we got on the subject that we didn't have a name. And he just popped out with it. Got a nice following with it now. People know the name. So thanks, Hef. And, and it all comes in bowls. Yeah, and we're mobile. Well, not anymore. Well, yeah. Half mobile still. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys aren't shutting down the food truck or anything, are you? Nope. No, no, the truck will be around. Have you guys had any lucky breaks or have you had any runs of bad luck? We've been pretty lucky for sure. Our menu worked out well. I mean, we were trying to be creative, which I think is a big part of it. Because you can easily start a food truck and do something standard. I, I'm, I'm not like trying to talk down and whatever. <laughs> a little bit of creativity goes a long way. But yeah, we've definitely been lucky. Unlucky breaks. We had one. We lost our commissary kitchen, and then turns out now we're starting a restaurant instead. So yeah, was it was it unlucky or was it lucky in the long run? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say for the most part, pretty good luck. I mean, and uh, you know, luck comes with hard work. We just didn't sit around and and things got handed to us and and got lucky that way. That's a real thing if you want to make it work. Putting in fifteen or eighteen hour days. I can almost guarantee you that we work way harder than most people. <laughs> it's paid off. Looking towards the future, do you ever see this restaurant expanding? Yeah, that'd be sweet. I think anytime you start something, you'd always love to see it be successful and grow. Right now, we got to get it up and running. and It's a crazy process and a lot of work. But in the future, that would be really cool. Would you encourage other entrepreneurs to get into the restaurant business? Do you think it's well worth their time? Nope. Everyone should never start a restaurant. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's one of the, it's a very fickle industry. I mean, just look up the stats. Most restaurants fail. I think that if you were thinking about doing that, go wash some dishes, go line cook. To me, if you were trying to do it without having worked in any of those jobs, it'd be really tough. Yeah, and then do you guys have any other particular advice for someone who wants to open a restaurant? Any resources that you found that were helpful? MSU is going to help us out with their business school, which is cool. And then for us, at this point, we know so many people around town that do so many different things that we're getting a lot of help from just our friends who have different skill sets or work in different jobs. And then, I mean, it doesn't take much effort to look everything up online and find some resources and reach out to other business owners. Most of them are willing to help you out. And I've had tons of conversations about people starting food trucks. If you just want to talk about starting a food truck, yeah, sure, I'll tell you pretty much whatever you want to know. It's not really secrets. 
based on how many restaurants we have here, there's a lot of information out there and a lot of good people and a lot of good restaurant owners that will be resources. Well, thank you very much for staying down with me today, guys. The restaurant will be opening soon in October. Do you want to share how people can find you, find out more about the restaurant, and when you'll be opening? Um, Facebook slash mobiles Bozeman is a good place to find information. Our website should be launching hopefully this week. Wait, not this week because this isn't airing yet. <laughs> Mobiles.com. It will be up. <laughs> the restaurant's located in the Albertsons shopping complex called University Square. Right to the left of Staples. It should be open yeah, around the first week of October. Yeah. And the truck's always, at least in the summer months, downtown. So any other information, come say hi. Yeah, the food truck will keep running till end of September, possibly October, depending on how crazy we are. Yeah, we're always willing to uh, kind of share some information. And if you have any questions, we're easy to talk to. I would like to thank the city of Bozeman, particularly the Office for Economic Development, as well as the Bozeman Public Library for giving me the opportunity to produce this show. Original music was provided by the benevolent Jeffrey Lackman, a friend. Feel free to leave a comment. I'd love to know how you think we can make this better. And if you're an entrepreneur in the city of Bozeman, or know someone who is an entrepreneur in these parts, and you think they'd be a good fit for the show, feel free to reach out and let me know. I can be contacted by email at vista at bozeman.net. That's V-I-S-T-A at bozeman.net.